What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Drop In. I got to tell you, Sarah is a, a, a friend of mine. We've been friends for, I don't know, 20, 30 years now. And we could talk for hours and hours prior to coming on here. Like, I'm like, oh, I guess we better do the show, you know, because we could sit here and talk. We have a great uh, commonality, great energy together. And and seriously, I got goosebumps on my whole body just saying that just now because it is it is so rad to have her in studio to share some of her amazing story and information with you guys, the viewers. And that's why I do it. That's why we come into the studio every week and bring you new content because it can be life-changing. So make sure you have your notebook, your pen, all that kind of stuff because there will be nuggets of information you will want to remember. I guarantee that. But without me running my trap too much, I want to introduce you to my wonderful friend, Sarah Kretzky. Sarah, thank you so much. I know your schedule is crazy right now. Thank you for taking an hour out of your time. Thanks, Gerald. No, I'm so happy to be here. Well, I love it. It's so fun. I love spending time with you. It doesn't matter what we're doing. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You know, the last time I saw you, you were Don, and we're going to talk about Don a little bit today, but you were Don at the Circle Jerk, standing yep. in line. We were going to see a punk show, and just uh, your energy resonates. Every time I see you, it's like, you know, if, if they have one of those aura cameras, it's like this, you know, like 12, 16, 14 foot out. You're, nice. you're making everybody <laughs> around you vibrate at a higher level, and it's one of the many things I love uh, having you as a friend. Thank you. That That's like the ultimate compliment because I feel the same about you. Yeah. Like I'm always like, there needs to be more girls in the world because you have all the energy and you – are just such an amazing human. So I'm I'm lucky to call you my friend. Well, it's cool because we think the same way. And that's <laughs> probably why we've been friends for forever and we'll be friends forever and ever and ever. Ever and ever. And, and I know that. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, last time you saw me, I had long hair. Yeah, I did too. I got the wig trimmed up. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was like, oh, I wonder what Sarah thinks because I've always had like hair. No, I know. Up. I like your hair. That's so funny. I got 13 inches of my hair cut <laughs> off too. And donated it. <laughs> Mine wasn't quite 13 <laughs> inches, but if it was, I would donate it as well. I know, yeah. You're, you look good. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. Snazzy. Little different look. I had a, a, a friend of ours. I think you know Jenny who does Neo Kombucha. Yeah. She didn't even recognize. She's like, I didn't even realize that was you in that picture. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so I, got the, I got the wig trimmed up. You know, I usually have a long hair or a hat on yeah. almost no, all no, the time. No, no, that's true. But, uh, well, we're going to get right into it for you guys because we could sit here and talk. Like I said, we could talk hours and hours, but I want to bring you a little bit of her story because it, it may resonate with you. You may be sitting there thinking, man, what am I going to do with my life? Or or maybe you're thinking, I wonder uh, if, if somebody could give me a little tip that could help me get to the next level. And I, I guarantee you, we're going to give you some of that today, but we're going to start uh, a little bit in the beginning of, of where you started, Sarah, because um, you and I met in the early nineties at Wayne State. Yeah. I was studying design at the time. Um, I was at, studying fine arts. And, and you were studying fine arts, and you end up going into education. Yes. How did that happen? So um, so I got my bachelor's in photography, and I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. Like, I totally was like, this is going to be my life. I'm going to get my MFA. I'm going to be a professor. I'm going to show, and that's what I'm going to do. And, um, you know, a little bit about my family. My family's great, but they're very specific of what they wanted from their children. So um, my parents kind of gave me an ultimatum about graduate school. And if they were going to help me pay for graduate school, I needed to go into education, which 
I'm so grateful for because I can't imagine not being an educator in some way. So, um, yeah, I went to the school there at Institute of Chicago um, for grad school and then, you know, have been teaching in some capacities since 96. And uh, the title in the first time we did this uh, mm -hmm. a few years ago, an expert experiential, experiential education. education. What is that? Yeah. Okay. So what I've been doing for the last like seven years is I'm the head of experiential education in Birmingham schools, which is a school district in Detroit for anyone who doesn't know. And um, what experiential education is, is giving like kids experiences outside the classroom. So I took kids on a trip to Costa Rica and they learned about sustainable farming and they did service work and talked to and helped um, farmers understand the importance of doing organic coffee uh, growing. And it was like a super cool experience. But, you know, we would do, I do econ trips and things like that. But then I also do like high and low ropes courses. And like you could see me hanging from a building throwing ropes down, which is super cool. But yeah, I went from this art teaching piece to then this experiential piece. And I think because service is such a big part of my life that um, when they had this job opening, it was like, well, of course I want to do this. I want to do service and I want to teach kids the value of service. And, and that's essentially what, what it is. But yeah, it's super cool. We do stuff within in the school district and then um, outside. So Right on. Well, this is my, tomorrow's my last day. Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I knew it, but I, I didn't really put two and two together. Yeah, the school, this yeah. school year is ending like now. Yeah, so tomorrow's my last day as a teacher. Um, I am doing some training with staff during the summer which is great. I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to teach them how to facilitate within the classroom. And, and um, so using adventure within the classroom and then using it in um, the classes that I taught. But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's super cool. And I will use this for my whole life in some capacity, be it doing retreats or working with my therapy clients, because I'm a counselor now, my therapy clients or, or just, you know, in my relationships, there's so much you can learn from it. Yeah. What a transitional time and, and transformational for you. Uh, you mentioned Chicago. Yes. And when you were in Chicago, uh, you did some work there that was, wasn't it a little bit outside of the educational realm? I forget. You were working with young ladies there or something like that. I don't remember. But while you were in Chicago, how long did you stay there? So I was in Chicago from 95 until 2002, right before my son Jonah was born. So um, I taught, and then I also was um, the assistant of cooperative education. So I had up internships at the Art Institute of Chicago for students. It was super, it was fun, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I did, like, I had, like, I taught photography. That was, like, kind of my, my thing in ceramics. But I had, like, a skateboard club, which I think is hilarious. But I would have clubs and different things to get. Um, a lot of the kids that I worked with were... Um, foster kids or in Section A's housing. Um, at the time, I worked in Cabrini Green, which was like one of the biggest projects in the country. And so definitely working on the idea of some social justice before it was called social justice, or at least before I knew it was called social justice in the 90s. So How incredible. Incredible. Yes. You know, I've only spent small bits of time in Chicago, and, and it's a crazy city. I it mean, is. Detroit... 
through the 90s is like ghost town. Yes. You know, nobody was in downtown Detroit. You could skateboard anywhere you wanted. People were nowhere. And then you go four hours west to Chicago and people are everywhere. There's hustle and bustle everywhere. Even in the, the little seedier parts of town, people are still on the yeah. streets or doing things. The segregation, though, in Chicago was at least in the 90s to early 2000s. I can't really speak now, but the segregation was astronomical. Like you would go and a block over and it completely changed. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, I, I would take the train. I didn't have a car and I would, you know, go into Cabrini green and I would have this eighth grader waiting for me at the gate because he didn't think it was safe for me to walk through the projects by myself to get to the school. And, you know, I got off this train like three blocks away and it was like one of the biggest, um, like art gallery areas, and it, it just was, it's just a really interesting place. And then if you're on the south side of Chicago, you know, it's either super Irish or then there's like this pocket of, you know, African-Americans. And then like, there's like a Latino pocket, a Puerto Rican, like it was, everything was very pocketed. And, and I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like that's how it is in the suburbs or at least it was in the nineties, but in Detroit, like it was just, everyone was african-american who lived in the city mostly unless mm. it was like us us kids <laughs> yeah and seriously yeah. you know going to wayne state was such a a rad choice and i didn't realize how how what a great choice that was for me as a person being right in the middle of midtown and you have you know the dia right there the great library across the street but being um, from a culture perspective, yeah. you know, with Dally in the Alley, which is a great event uh, just off, actually on the Wayne State campus. Yes. That's, uh, I mean, there's vendors, there's music, there's everything. And we got to experience that early on. Now it's like four streets. It's yes. a huge event. Everybody comes down from everywhere. But at that time, you saw every walk of life. Yes. You saw um, every different kind of people from people who come from gold spoon in their mouth to people who come from nothing and everybody would congregate especially at the student center i brag yes. about that time in our lives so much yeah it was cool we could have any conversation yeah. and it could not that you defend anybody but you could bring up almost any subject at that table and we could talk about it and then once it was done go okay who's in for euchre in this table right. you know there was no um uh, you're not my friend anymore. We could talk about everything. Right. No, totally. It was such an interesting place to be for me um, growing up in West Bloomfield. And, you know, like there were a lot of kids I met who never met anyone who was Jewish. And I thought that that was really fascinating. But then, like, I thought about the kids that I grew up with because my school was like half the school went to Michigan, the other half went to Michigan State. There was like a sprinkling of kids who maybe went other places, but I was the only kid that went to Wayne State in my graduating class. And I could see like they had a totally different, you know, experience than mm -hmm. we had. I, it was Wayne State was like the best. And I'm so grateful my boys go there. So, <laughs> yeah, we were very lucky, especially at that time, you know, um, the, the friends that I met at Wayne State, I have so many still to this day absolutely and uh i don't have a ton of friends still to this day from high school a handful but that was such a wonderful time and very uh influential in the directions that i have chosen moving forward from there yeah for sure for sure yeah i it's so nice like even if i don't like i saw some people from wayne state on sunday at a graduation party who i haven't seen in a long time 
And it was like we picked up from, it was like, I'm like, I feel like it's 1993 all over again. Yep. It was cool. Yeah. It, 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 we're lucky people, you yeah. know. The choices you make at a young age, what school you go to can really have such an impact on your life. So if you're you're watching the show and you're thinking about what college to go to or where, you know, where you want to move to, think about the long term of that, you know, and, and make your own decision. Make your own decision. It's yeah. not always easy. It, it's, you know, being in education as long as I have and especially working now, working at a school district that is really pro uh, for your college. And like, I'm also like, you don't have to go to college. Like, if you're watching, <laughs> as a professional, you don't have to go to college. If that's not the choice or the path you want to take, choose a path that is going to work for you and don't do something that's going to make other people happy because in the long run, you'll end up, like, even though I'm so grateful for my opportunities, in the long run, like, I might have made way different choices if I was able to make them on my own at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up tomorrow's your last day yeah. teaching. You've had quite a uh, an incredible tenure mm -hmm. as an educator. Uh, when when was the choice made to step away and move into the coaching space? Really, yeah. uh, completely. So I've been I was coaching um, on and off since 2012, and then I got my master's in um, mental health and school counseling. Um, I I think you know I got injured pretty bad in December, and um, like I'm like this hardcore workout girl and like super into fitness, and it 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 rocked me right. So like I was kind of bedridden for 14 weeks. I couldn't. I was on crutches and, you know, my husband lives in Oregon. We can talk about that later. But um, I was by myself or with my 14-year-old. So I, I didn't have a lot of opportunities. So I was barely moving. And it just, it rocked me. But I the only thing I kept thinking was, like, I don't miss teaching. I don't miss being at school. I miss my kids. Like, I love my students. But it I realized that I, I needed to, I needed to do something that scared me. And going off on my own and working for myself is scary because I have worked so long in a very safe, like in a safe environment. Like regardless of the economy, if you're a teacher and you're you're a, a decent teacher and you can stay in your school, you'll always make enough money to be okay. Mm -hmm. And and I decided it was time to do something to scare myself. And so that was really it. It was like I, I don't have the love for it anymore that I used to. And I need to do something for myself because I have spent so many years doing for so many other people. Again, in a service way, I love it. But because other people told me to do it. Like, again, my parents told me to go into education. You know, I went into, I started doing a um, an EDS program. So like doing a, a program in um, becoming a, a principal or an administrator. I didn't want to do that. But someone like my principal was like, oh, you should totally do that. So I was like, okay, I'll do it because they, think I'll be good at it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what I wanted. So, well, still on that traditional thing, like you're always, you should always be moving up. So yes. what's the next, the next predictable step is, is going into administration. Yes. And, and it makes sense, right? but not really for me as, as we evolve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it didn't make sense for you. No, I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense. Like I can't even like think about either of us being in that kind of position. It's just not who we are. 
at all. And it's just, it's not me. Like I, I just, I want to, I want to serve in a way that can really help people. And in teaching and, and with the hoops that you end up having to go through and stuff, there's some of it, but it's not to the impact that I feel like I can have now. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, uh, making that jump is huge and I commend you for that. Thank I you. think that's incredible. Uh, May 12th, am I correct? Yes, my May birthday. May 12th, your birthday <laughs> is when your official site launched. Yes. Um, how has that been going? It's been going well. I, I've gotten, um, since May 12th, I've gotten like three new clients, which is nice. Like that's, again, like I wasn't, it was like a soft, a soft opening, I guess, um, because I knew that with the school year, I couldn't take on that many more clients because, you know, I still have to teach. So it's been it's been great though. I've gotten a lot of really good feedback about my website. Um, if anyone wants to know it, it's sarahkreskywellness.com. Um, it's um, yeah, I've gotten really good feedback. I have freebies on there. Um, I've gotten some people to do relationship um, counseling with me, which is great, or coaching. Um, I and then and the reason why I'm calling it coaching is because I am willing to see people all over the country, and. Um, you cannot do therapy ethically outside of your state. You are only licensed in the state that you're in. Oh, so I will do ther I do therapy with people in the state of Michigan, and then I coach if you're outside of the state. Which I'll be honest, I have more people who are interested in doing the coaching mm. than which you know. And I think it's how my platform is because I am doing everything online. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. And it, it's Sarah Kretzky Health. Dot com wellness oh sarahkretzkywellness.com Sarah i apologize and that will be in the info underneath this video so make sure to check it out because i went the first day yeah, and i clicked did. through everything signed up yep i gave you my email address because i'm stoked because the information that you always share with me is beneficial for me one Thank way you. or another either it's going to help me or I know it's going to help somebody I know, and I can turn them on to that. But I'm stoked that you got a few more clients out of that. And I, I, uh, again, I got to commend you because you had that, you know, steady paycheck. You the knew the benefits. Handcuffs. You knew all that stuff. And still, the the courage it takes and the confidence is incredible. You. And you're a very special person for doing that. And any of you guys, if you know you're not on the right path, if you just feel uncomfortable, you're doing what others tell you to do, sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. And that's exactly yes. what you've done and you're proving. Yeah, I've done a, I think I've done a lot of things in the last few years that are super uncomfortable. Um for, for other people or what I thought my life would be. I mean, including getting married. Well, and I know we were going to talk about Don, but including getting married to someone who lives in Oregon. So we're 2,500 miles apart and we are doing a back and forth commute in our marriage. So, um, you know, like a lot of people are like, what the hell are you doing? And it, it made, it makes so much sense for us. But I know it's not traditional for everybody. So, I mean, we can talk about Don if you want. But. Yeah, we're going to talk about Don. <laughs> I have, you know, the outline sort of goes in order, but it sort of jumps around a little bit. But I got to meet Don um, in at, at that show that I uh, talked about previously. And I'm like, dude, that dude's rad. That I got to hang out with this guy. Like, he when's he coming rad. to skate? When are we going to play some music? Like, we have, we, him and I have a bunch of, of commonalities yes. that I could totally see working out. And I'm like... Becomes a town and we start hanging out, he might not see Sarah. So we better, better, 
Just he can saying. hang out with you. He can hang out. With you. Just say it. <laughs> but um, you know, for our wonderful listeners, could you talk a little more about um, you know, what you do while working with clients? Yeah. So my I have two main areas of focus that I really work on. So one is um, disordered eating, and I do work with clients who have eating disorders, like true eating disorders, like um, anorexia, bulimia. But I really I'm working with people who have been on that diet and diet culture and that yo-yo dieting because people don't really understand like the whole diet cycle and like the diet cycle starts when you start a diet and then when you gain the weight back that was one cycle of a diet and what I try to work with people is intuitive eating and there are a ton of registered dietitians that work with intuitive eating but from my my perspective is there's oftentimes mental health pieces that go with it. Why are people going through the cycle? Why do they not feel like they're good enough or they need to lose weight because of society? If it's not health-related, um, which I could talk about studies that there's not really health. Like, you can be overweight and still be super healthy. Um, so, you know, really working on, you know, trauma-informed issues with that um, or just, you know, just more about you know, perfectionism, anxiety, things like that, that really cause those kind of things. And the other area that is really close to my heart is substance use disorder. Um, I know you know, Gerald, your viewers do not. Um, my high school boyfriend, who I ended up dating after my, my divorce, um, died of a heroin overdose. And um, we, you know, it was a really rough time for me um, to to watch someone go through that and then enable someone. And I did not realize I was enabling. Um, so when I first decided to become a mental health prof professional, I really wanted to work with people who were like me, who have, who were like codependent or needing, like really, like they thought that their love was tied to the, the person who was using. And, um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, like, I have a, a pretty firm understanding of substance use disorder and, and what it does to people, people who are suffering and then also people who are, have been in those lives. So I've worked, I work with families. I work with people within, within that. And then I do a lot of relationship counseling. <laughs> like I really like relationship work too. Um, again, I also, I always come from that kind of like child, like your inner child and things that like, are you fighting? Are you arguing because of like, is this your eight-year-old self talking? Is this your 12-year-old self? Whatever it is in the arguments or like just how to communicate better. So I've been doing a lot of work with that. And that's essentially what Sarah Kresge Wellness is. It's like the whole, whole wellness. It's not just, you know, just your mind. It's your body and your soul. We do a lot of soul work. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you and I have talked a little bit about how diet and addiction. Mm, yes. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, like, I'm super into understanding different kinds of diets in general. So, um, I've studied Ayurveda, which is an ancient science from India. Um, and I did a whole um, presentation, a whole, like, a whole talk, a whole workshop on Ayurveda and substance use disorder. And there are certain substances that people are more inclined to use depending on their, what it's called your prakriti. And your prakriti is um, like about all the elements. I feel like I would, I would need like a whole hour to explain all that, but. You got uh, all the time you need, but. <laughs> but yeah, so, so like 
Um, so different exercises and different kinds of diets work better for um, different, if you have, if you were propensity or you have had substance use disorder, there's different things that work better. For instance, if you have anxiety, lifting weights is very grounding. Yoga is very grounding. Um, there are certain minerals and nutrients that you need because if you, let's say you're using alcohol, um, you're missing certain minerals and nutrients. So making sure that you are incorporating those back into your diet will actually alleviate some of the cravings that you have. So um, while I do believe in intuitive eating, when you're working with like substance use or you're working with someone who has anorexia, they don't necessarily understand their body and how it works, not in that numbed state. So helping them by making sure that they're getting the right nutrients. So that's, I mean, that was kind of a quick five second explanation i could go way more and i'm over here like taking these mental notes because you know i want to hire you like i want to know more about my eating because i love ramen noodles and i love cinnamon toast crunch as a snack late at night and you know i still like sugar um at certain points in time it it doesn't happen all the time but there's certain days i crave you know a bag of skittles and a coca-cola yeah and i'd like to know more about yeah so like sometimes when you're craving sugar it could be uh, a comfort thing or it could be that you're actually missing nutrients. So if there's specific nutrients that, um, like, I can't think off the top of my head, I, I have to talk more to, with clients to, to get a better understanding. Because I, I have, like, I have the credentials. I hate being like, I have the credentials. But I have the credentials to say, like, oh, if, you're miss, if you are doing these things, but it, it's kind of a workup and I'd have to work through it. But there are there are multiple different things that it could be, um, and and sometimes you have to like trial and error some of those things. So let's say, um, for instance, if you really crave chocolate all the time, that's one of my things. Um, it's actually like you need zinc. Hmm. So you know, there's just different um, nutrients that you need, or you need magnesium. You know, that's another thing. If you're craving chocolate, you're actually not getting a, enough magnesium in your diet. So, and there's different ways you can get nutrients because people always think that you just have to eat, but like your skin, like can absorb nutrients. So like oftentimes in the winter, I'll do like oils that are vitamin D oils with magnesium in it because it's actually going to, I'm going to absorb it in a better way. So having an understanding of like supplements and and nutrients in that way is really, it's really important because sometimes ingesting them doesn't work as well as actually putting them on your skin. Good to know because I uh, consciously, as soon as October starts hitting here in the Midwest, I start a vitamin D re- uh, supplement regimen. Yeah. Because I know it it stabilizes my mood. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It, it totally because I'm used to being outside right. a lot, soaking up the sun, doing my thing, and then obviously from October to pretty much June, yes. we are depleted of that. And so having a supplement, I have totally seen the difference. My mom too, yes. supplementing those those vitamins and, and minerals. And that's something that uh, you could help most people with. I'm oh, sure. ab- absolutely. And like, again, like for you, like I, also quality. So like for you, like if you're taking a vitamin D pill or whatever supplement, like a hate, like in pill form, um, you're not going to absorb it as well as if you were actually like doing the drops of vitamin D in your water. And having like a good quality, so like there's different brands, and I'll just say them. I I do not endorse like they're not paying me. So like Thorn Research is a brand that I use, or um, there's a website called Chungdika where you can get a lot of these um, these things that you would need. 
um, there that's you're going to get better quality um, vitamins and nutrients doing it that way. Minerals are also really important. So um, because of how our water is, if you're drinking, I drink spring water. I add minerals to my water um, to make sure that I'm getting the right stuff because I don't want to drink chlorine. So that's why I don't really usually drink anything but but uh, spring water. So yeah, there's like tons of stuff to figure that out. And I hope you all are taking notes, man. Like even I'm writing I stuff down. I just saw down. you do that. I was like, oh God. No, because it's important stuff. You know, if you don't look out for you, who else is going to? You have to look out for number one. And uh, for me, a huge shift for me, and I've talked about it with you before, is, is falling back in love with myself. And that mm -hmm. helped with my sobriety and going through that. And now I'm like, I don't want to damage my body anymore. What can I do yeah. to be a healthier version of myself? Yeah, no. And that's, I mean, that's such a beautiful thing, Gerald. So like, but it's, I mean, even the kind of like workouts you do and like, I'm 50. Ugh. So like. <laughs> I love it. Um, so like. You Does know, she look 50? I know you guys are like going, no way, no way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, but like going through like perimenopause or menopause and like the kind of workouts that you do and the kind of foods that you eat can really affect like your hormonal shifts. And even with men with testosterone and making sure you're getting the right combinations of foods are super important. So even like throughout, like if something worked for me in my thirties, it won't necessarily work now. And it's because of your body shifts. And if you, again, if you're studying Ayurveda, this is called your vata period, and this is like a very drying period of your life. Once you're in your 50s through, you know, death, you are in a much more drying period. So what is going to lubricate your joints is a super important thing. And, you know, um, high-quality oils are really important, but, like, something like ghee is is um, really, which is butter, if anyone didn't that's cultured butter um, is really is really important like to use in your cooking um, or like um, certain oils de depending on um, depending on like your property again but like for vata like again I use that magnesium oil it's really important because it helps lubricate my joints in a way that like I don't know using lotion <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't work so um, you know having a, a, a better understanding of those things are really helpful and and I, you know, and I am lucky because again, having this background, most people don't have this with a mental health mm -hmm. background. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at it not only as like, how can I help you feel better, but then how can I also mentally help you feel better? And then again, we do that soul work too. So. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head, uh, especially, you know, it's in the recovery space. Yes. It's not just quitting drinking or drugging or whatever your addiction is of choice. It's the whole package. It it's the health. It's it's you know feeling better about yourself. I think self worth is huge, yes. especially when you're getting sober. It is huge to start develop a healthy view of yourself as you look in the mirror. And it is. I mean, we're we're a pretty crazy machine here, and and it's what you're putting in through all five senses, everything mm -hmm. you're doing, and as people take steps for themselves. It starts building that self-esteem. You're holding yourself accountable. I mean, there's a lot involved. Yeah, there, there really is. And I, you know, I think it's one of my clients actually said to me yesterday and I was like, whoa, that's really telling. And I was thinking about Americans in general. Um, he was saying that for a while he wasn't going to therapy because of the cost. 
And I and I get that therapy can be expensive, and I get I get that you know not everyone can afford it and all that. There's so many things that we could do and we can talk about as well. But like understanding what your self worth is and that you're worth taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those pieces. It's so much better to do that than like I don't know buy a new TV or like. I don't know, buy buy new clothes or any of those things that I know that, um, you know, or eat like junk because you're sad. Like those are like things that I think that we're so used to doing is consuming and not looking within. Again, we're using that consumption as a numbing. So it could be, again, it could be food. It could be your drug, drugs or alcohol. It could be any of those things. It could even be really exercise or your phone or whatever like you can use these things to just full-on numb you out but if you're not really taking that time to do that work within you're not going to be ever feel like you're fulfilled i completely agree a huge step for me and in, in in feeling better about myself were all the things you just said and i'll add in there my spirituality yes. was huge as well uh, just that helped me internally. Yeah, 100%. And, and I mean, through meditation and meeting other like-minded individuals and having something to focus on and seeing results, seeing instant, almost instant results. In my case, when I meditate, I feel that almost instantly mm, when amazing. I get up from the cushion. It took me a little while to get there. And if any of, of our viewers, if you want to know, message me. You can message me. I'll tell you the, the path I took. And I also want to mention, if you go to Sarah Kretzky Wellness... Yes. And they offer up their email address. They get a free report that I got a ton out of. Is that still going on? Yeah, yeah, yes. And I, so what I'm trying to do, I'm working with my website designer is like every few months, that one will stay, but then I'm going to add another one so that people who I have an email, like I have this email list, then they can add, they can get a new one. So there'll always be new tips. Um, I'm going to start blogging more. Um, so that you can learn more, but yeah. So yeah, that it's not just come do sessions with me. I also do a free 30 minute discovery session. Oh, sweet. So if someone wanted to work with me or wasn't sure what like, but wanted to talk it through for 30 minutes, I do free, free first sessions. Cool. And I'm sure every one of you are like, I need to talk to Sarah. <laughs> I need to talk to Sarah. Cause she hit, she hit so much that could help everyone. Every single person watching this, I guarantee you would get something out of spending a few minutes with Sarah. So make sure to go to Sarah Kretzky Wellness and it um, and, and get the free report. I read it and I got something out of it. Change just a t- little tiny thing because often monumental changes in our life, they they're rarely are a tidal wave. They're usually these little shifts in daily habits. And then we look back on that a month, two months, six months later and we are like, wow, the results were incredible, Absolutely. incredible. And um, that's something I think that you help your clients with yes. is is those little habitual things we're used to doing yes. and making a shift in that. Yeah. So like I'm just going to use, um, you know, doing intuitive eating or working working with that piece. You know, I, I do this program. It's called Revamping Your Relationship with Food. And um, I'm going to be having a group program um, starting in September with that, but I do one-on-ones with that right now. I'm not going to start with, um, you know, love your body. And I know, like, I want everyone to love your body, but that is, if you have been someone who has been, like, so dissatisfied with how you look physically for so long, and I know a lot of people struggle with their body image, yeah, that can't be the first step. 
you have to take smaller steps to be able to get to that step. So, you know, giving your per- yourself permission to enjoy a meal with someone who is a chronic dieter, like that's a huge deal for some people. Mm-hmm. Or not having your phone on while you're eating. Like that, those are things that are big deals. And those are those small steps that will get you to this place where you'll understand what your body needs. And, you know, I mean, and I'll be honest, like I've struggled, like, you know, like I've, I've been on the yo-yo diet world. And, um, and honestly, this injury was really when I, when it came to me was I was doing things that were really harmful for my body because I was not allowing myself enough nutrients and I was working out so hard that I was trying to maintain an image that is not not sustainable for someone of my age. And and I wasn't and I and my whole my whole thing when I, I broke my foot was like I need to heal myself. So I need to make sure I'm eating the right nutrients. But then I gained weight. So then I was like freaking out mm-hmm. because I was like I had these body image things. So like one of the things, one of the biggest things that I did, I got rid of my scale. I'm just not dealing with that. And like, that's something I teach my clients. So you just got a great freebie. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Throw out your scale. (laughs) And I'll tell you, uh, there's been occasions where I like want to get a scale. I've never been a scale person. When I go to the doctor, I'm like, there's no way I weigh that. No way, dude. I like still look the same. I'm always uh, astounded. And I just never been that person. I look in the mirror and I'm like, ah, you could lose a few pounds. You know, you've been eating a bag of chips every night or a whatever it is, I know my body. Yeah. And so I know what I need to do for the most part. Yeah. I think I could gain so much information uh, speaking with you moving forward. And I'm, I plan on doing some of that because I'm trying, I'm going for longevity, not yes. bravado. And, <laughs> you know, we're just at the halfway point. I'll be 50 right. August 30th. I know. I'm so psyched on it. I'm, ha- I'm going to be a half century old. I used to never tell anybody my age. And I'm like, I wear it like a freaking badge Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know. Like I had, um, I was talking to a doctor, my actually my uh, surgeon for my foot. And the lady looked at my picture and she's like, you're not 50. I'm right. like, I am 50. Yeah. She's like, you don't have any gray hair. I'm like, I don't dye my hair. Like. Like, it was great. But, um, yeah, like, um, I also wanted to say, because this is important for viewers, especially if anyone really has struggled with that whole diet culture piece, you don't have to get weighed at the doctor. You can refuse to get weighed unless there is a medical reason for them to need to know your weight. Which so is if, a, that's, if that's like a, a trigger? This trigger, that's yeah. exactly what I was going at. And I will tell you. I know for a fact that I don't weigh 165 pounds. I know that. I weigh 145 to 152. That's what I weigh. And uh, and on the doctor thing, speaking of triggers, I looked at, this is weeks after I had to go get blood work, all that kind of stuff, and I look at the little thing at the top, and it said 163 pounds. I'm like, I don't weigh 163 pounds. Where'd they get that number from, you know? And it was a little bit of a trigger. Like, do I have to lose weight? I need to go stand on the scale. I don't weigh, but you never know. Right. And and the thing that other people, people also don't know about scales at the doctor's office is they're never calibrated correctly because so many people are going on and off them so often that the, the scale is never accurate. So like, I really, um, I really work with a lot of clients on this because they freak out, like scales really stress them out. And I'm like, you don't have to. And they're like, well, the doctor says I have to. And I'm like, if you have to for a medical reason, you could say, please don't tell me my weight. And 
and turn around and not look at the scale. So those are like a few tips that I would also give clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to check off some of these things because you like, <laughs> it's like, it, it's almost like she prepared. She's like, well, these are the questions. I'm just going to like run down it all. You're incredible. And again, Thank make you. sure to go to Sarah Kretzky Wellness and get that free report. I learned something from it. It's awesome. Just sign up because I guarantee you the details you'll get now and then moving forward are going to help you if you choose to let them. It's always your choice. It's your choice to make those decisions. And if you do need help, maybe you need the half hour uh, session to check it out and see if you two resonate together and see how that would work for you. Yeah. And that's, and that's a really important thing. Like whoever you're going to work with, I would, I would tell you if it, I didn't think it was a good match. Like I have no problem saying like, Hey, I don't know that you and I would mesh. Here's someone I think would be great. And I, I have done that with clients or if they want something for me, like I have people come to me and they want me to do like a weight loss program with them. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. Um, because I ask them how many, like one of the questions I ask when I'm doing the revamping your relationship with food, one of the questions I ask is like, how many diets have you been on and mark all these diets? And most of them have been on six, seven, eight different diets. And they're just looking for a new, a new solution. And, um, yeah, so like I'll say, I'm not willing to do something like this. If this, that's what you want, maybe someone else would be better for you. I do have people I can recommend for different kinds of things, but, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm good like that. And you could also say like, Sarah, you're not who I want to work with and I'm okay with that too. Well, I think, uh, one of the things that sets you apart from the people looking for a diet and, and you've said it a few times here, I have it on my sheet here. It's you help people have a better grasp of their relationship yes. with food. Yes. And that I think is something maybe many of our viewers have never heard before. Yeah. I mean, um, again, I'm so grateful to have done work with, um, you know, intuitive eating and, you know, I've read every book I can read, get my hands on. Um, I'm actually working on getting the, there's a specific certification in intuitive eating and it's usually registered dietitians. And I'm, I was accepted into the program to get it. Um, revamping your relationship with food or having a relationship with food we all have regardless of whatever it is we all have a relationship like if you think about like when you were a little kid and you got hurt and your mom said to you like do you want a cookie like you know using food as some sort of tool a lot of people went through things like that or when you think about like oh it's so cold and rainy i just want comfort food and whatever that might be or like i'm sick and i want chicken soup those are all relationships with food. Um, like prasadam, like that's like like sacred food in um, in Hindu religion or Hare Krishna religion, being Krishna conscious. And like I know for my husband, if he gets prasad, he has a much different relationship with food than when he just goes in the refrigerator and like just grabs something really quick. So we all have different relationships and they, and they usually mean different things. Like if you think about like, I know my kids love going to um, this place in Birmingham. I've actually never been there. Dairy Deluxe, I think is what it's called. It's like an ice cream place. It opens on March 1st. It's like a thing. Like they get super excited about it. So that's, that's a little bit about it. But then, you know, like what does it bring up? Are you stressed? Are you eating when you're stressed? Are you sad and you're not eating like what all of those things are part of that relationship that you have with food or like for me for a long time I would not eat white food 
because because it had more carbohydrates in it. No popcorn? No, I wouldn't eat popcorn. Oh, popcorn is. I know. I mean, it's great. I love popcorn. <laughs> but at the time, like, and that's like a, that's an unhealthy relationship I had with it because I thought I'm going to get fat if I eat this. And that is still a relationship with food. Like if you have a cupcake or it was National Donut Day on Friday last week. Yeah, it was. It was. No it was. Clue. And I bought my daughter a donut and we sat and had a donut together. That that was like a nice thing to do in my diet brain. It would have been like, oh, my God, how many like I would have been like it was 260 calories and this many carbohydrates. Like I would have been like doing the whole data analysis in my head and how much I would have to work out to fix that. And that is an unhealthy relationship with food. Well, and I just think of the cortisol from the stress. Yeah. That's what I think when you when you react like that or I react like yes. that, you know, uh, to have that kind of a relationship. It, it's there's so many other things going on in this machine and cortisol stress mm -hmm. addiction to cortisol yeah. like there's so many crazy things going on for me my comfort food and i don't i i sort of know why because chicken noodle soup always represents health to me because yeah. growing up if i was under the weather whatever chicken noodle soup so when i need if i'm gonna get into a stressful conversation or i'm like i'm gonna have I'm going to, I'm out running around. I need to stop and eat before I go handle this big task. You're going to laugh. It's a bowl of chicken soup, French fries with a cup of brown gravy. <laughs> that is my comfort food. That's and, awesome. And it only happens. It seriously only happens when I need to feel power and need to feel healthy. And so it's sort of a good relationship yeah. because I know that food's going to go to where I need it because I ask it to. Well, and it's interesting that you, what you said, and I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense because you're getting good collagen. That's why what's actually good about one of the good things, you're getting vitamins and nutrients from the, the chicken soup, right? So that's one of the good things from that. And then the potatoes are actually giving you the carbohydrates that you need. It might be, so you're, it's giving you, it's giving you those things. And I don't really know what brown gravy is. Just like regular beef gravy. I just like dip my okay, fries so you, in it. So like, I don't know enough about beef gravy, I'll be honest, <laughs> but like, I'm assuming like you're also still getting protein from this too. So you're actually, it's actually well balanced. Who would have known? It just has these <laughs> these crazy subconscious yes. thoughts of all good things. Yes. And and so that's my comfort food. For some people, you know, it's it is chocolate cake. Yeah. And I think having a piece of chocolate cake when you achieve a goal or if you're feeling down, but not eating the whole freaking cake. You well, know? Just just understanding like understanding your society your, your satiation. I don't know why I said society. Your satiation and understanding like I'm eating this, I'm enjoying it, It's and then you can be done. When you're someone who is a chronic dieter, you binge on that stuff because you don't, like you do this like last supper mentality where you don't know when you're going to eat that again. So you're like, I am going to go on a diet tomorrow, so I better eat all of this until it's done. Right. And, and so many people fall into that trap. Or um, like for me, my, my thing was like if there's chocolate in the house or whatever, I – I would have to hide it somewhere or like, like Layla, my daughter, well, you know, Layla, Layla has like her pantry. Like if it's in her pantry of food, I won't go eat it because that's hers. So like I would have to play these games and that's not a good relationship with food still. Even if I am not having it, it's, it's, I'm not having it with like, there's like a punishment that goes with mm -hmm. it. So, 
you know, I teach people how to do yeah. a good job with that. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you guys are filling up a notebook. <laughs> you have to be. You have already. You have already <laughs> went and put your email email address in at sarahkretzkywellness.com. You've already done that. I know you have. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. The The report is incredible. Make sure to sign up for the half-hour deal because you never know what little bit is going to change your life or your view. And when you meet wonderful people like Sarah, uh, it, it doesn't happen by chance. There is not, no such thing as coincidence. So I want to thank you. Thank you guys for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us here yeah. on the drop-in. Now let's get to Don. Don uh, again, I, you you talked about him. I remember you posting about him. I finally got to meet him, and and what a cool dude! Yeah, what he's a cool rad. Dude. I'm so lucky. I had yeah. the best husband ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a good guy. No, and, so good. And yeah. and how is how is it going? You were, we we talked. Um, should, I tell, uh, should I tell everyone how we met? Because that's a hilarious. Yeah, story. I want to know yeah. how you met. So we met on Instagram. He slid into my DMs. No, I'm just kidding. He um, <laughs> he. I was actually in a, a picture with a mutual friend. Um, I was at a, a show in New York. I went to see Youth of Today, and I was in a picture with a friend. And he, and Don knew this other friend, but did not know me, and asked me if I was wearing a trial shirt. And trial, do you know trial? I do not. Okay, trial's a band from Seattle. Um, my friend Greg Benick was is in that band. He's a singer for that band. So I have like a bunch of trial shirts. And he's like, uh, in you know, it's like a Pacific Northwest thing. And, like, I didn't think anything of it. We chatted for a minute. And then, like, eight months later, my friend was like, I think he was trying to flirt with you. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so. So I requested to follow him. But then I sent him a message. I said, I don't want to be, like, a weirdo thinking, like, like I'm some bot or something, but I'm Vedica's friend. And then we started talking. And then he, like, asked me on a phone date. Which is so cute because he lives in he lives in Portland. Right, right. So we he, it was like a week away, but he ended up calling me the next day, and then we talked every day for three hours until we actually met in person. So it was like eight weeks of talking every day for like three hours, and then we met in person, and I was just it was kind of it. Yeah, he's yeah. got a good vibration too, yeah, though. Like he uh, does. meeting him that day. First, I had no clue. I didn't really know anything about him. And I come walking up, and he's wearing a Thrasher shirt. And I'm like, whew, chocolate up for Don. He's a skateboarder. Cool. And then I saw some posts of him playing guitar. And then you had mentioned that he had played in some bands back in the day. Yes. And, and yeah. I'm sure, because I know your long history with hardcore, yes. that there had to be some kind of connection there, maybe at least a little bit. Yes. And so I'm like, wow. And then we ended up shooting the breeze for a few minutes. And I'm like, God, ah, is he going to, I think I asked you, I'm like, is he staying around for a few days? Going to come skate with us or whatever. And you said, eventually, you know, <laughs> when the sun comes back out, it warms up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. So we totally, I thought I was like, oh, cool. I just made another friend I could talk about hardcore with. And you know, it was, it was the craziest thing. Like I, I wouldn't go on dates with people who live more than like uh, five miles from my house. <laughs> like, like I really wouldn't. And like, then this man came in my life and it was like an immediate, like I met him in person, January, 2020. And then we just, every month we, we would like go back and forth and to see each other. And then, um, we had our astro astrological <laughs> chart done. Oh, cool. Chart, and the astrologer gave us a specific day to get married and a time. And so that's how we decided to get married. Like we weren't planning on getting married this quickly. We were going to wait until Layla was done with high school. But then once we got our charts done and how compatible we were and 
the most auspicious day for us to get married. That's what we decided to do, and we just figured we would live apart and go back and forth still, and that's what we're doing. But he will be here in August. Oh, cool. So you can sk- he'll be for here for a week, so you can totally skate with him. I'll tell, I'll tell him to bring his deck. Yes, and the pictures uh, from when you did get married were awesome. Like, he had Thank flowers, you. and it was, it was yeah. really cool. So we got we, – um, we were both, you know, Krishna conscious, and um, we had um, my, my spiritual guru marry us. So I actually wore a sari, and, yeah, so, like, we had tilak on, and we were <laughs> – our flowers were – like, that's part of the marriage ceremony. And I actually made our garland, so. Yeah, it was super cool. And we got married at, like, one of my best friend's houses in Florida. And I had my broken foot, and they just kind of wheeled me around and (laughs) sat in a chair, and it was cool. Right. I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked for you. The smile says it all. The smile says it all. Um, You know, starting, going back to business a little bit, you know, new business. You're just starting. Mm -hmm. do you have a goal for the first year? Do you have a goal for the first like a, six A financial months? goal or a- Just whatever, number of clients, financially, yeah. whatever. Did so, you set goals as yeah, you went no, into the new I've, business? I for sure set goals. So um, I actually have worked with a few different business coaches. I thought that was a really important piece for me, um, mostly because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to serve people. Um, but I, I'm also, like... I need to be able to make what I, at least what I made when I was teaching. Cause like I need to be able to survive. I still have, I have three kids, everybody. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. So I went in, um, I worked with one coach that was much more of a spiritual coach and we did a lot more work based on like how my service to God would be service to people and kind of figured that piece out. Um, also figured out some things with, um, giving me the courage to leave because I really didn't have it on my own. Mm-hmm. So he worked with me a lot on, um, on that. Cause it, it was, it's a hard, I had the golden handcuffs. It was really hard. Like I, I was making a decent living and I had a nice job. I didn't, like I never hated my job. So it was rough. And then um, I'm working with a new business coach who is much more direct on like, here are the things that you need to get done. And I, I really needed that because I'm a little disorganized in the brain, not in life, but my brain's disorganized. And she is really good with making sure. Her name's Carol Hips. Um, you can follow her on Instagram, the Carol Hips. Um, and she um, has really helped me, like, kind of guide me to figure out, like, because I want to do everything for everybody. And she was like, you really need to figure out what your niche is. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me a lot. Um, so my goal is to have, um, by the end of the year, at least 25 one-on-one clients, 25 to 30 and have at least one group going. And then I, I'm working on two retreats for 2023. So like having those kind of finished in on the works. Right on. It's a definitely a consciousness shift Mm -hmm. because when we get, you know, and I, I can relate so much. We get used to, you know, the nine to five's rad. It's paying the bills. There's a there's a security there. Yes. And you know that. And then you're burning the midnight oil. You're 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 working on the dreams. 
but until like it's almost like hobbies until you make this conscious jump yes and that's not always that easy especially we were talking about it before we came on the air about your consciousness about money about what's you know we've been programmed a certain way especially in southeastern michigan yes Uh, i remember in the 80s my grandma like just go to ford work 30 retire you'll be great it'll be awesome and i knew at that time it wasn't for me right no totally and i think for me um I get uncomfortable around money. Like I get uncomfortable talking about money because I don't want anyone to suffer. Like if it is financially hard for you, it, it hurts me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also have to understand my worth. Like very few people that you'll talk to in this line of work have three master's degrees and all these certifications. And like, I have to remind myself and I'm not trying to be like, I'm so awesome. But at the same time, like I was very clear and I looked around the country, but when I was looking to do the therapy piece, I looked around Southeast Michigan and I found what like people charge. And I just was like, I am going to be in the middle. I feel comfortable with being in the middle. And th- and that's kind of how I went about it. But it's still like, it's still hard for me. But the the sales piece, if you will, is the hard part for me, but I'm working on, on getting better at it because I'm not selling for myself. I'm not selling to make money for me. I'm trying to give people a service that is going to be so helpful for them. I want them to feel like they're worth that time. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, I'm worth that time, but they're worth that time and they're worth that money to spend on themselves. Well, and I think, uh, especially for our viewers, and, and, and you guys share this with everybody. Anybody you think that that uh, Sarah can benefit, please share this with them. Because the investment in yourself is such an important investment that I think it's downplayed, especially in our, in our Western culture. Mm-hmm. You know, to invest, people get crazy when they're like, you invest $1,000 in, in some training? But they don't have a problem walking out and paying a thousand dollars for a TV, right? And right. yet, and yet, to invest in yourself is just you know making you a better person moving forward. And if it's diet, if it's uh, your your conscious brain, if yeah. it's whatever, and you cover almost all of that yes. gamut, uh, ha, ha, there you don't even have to sell it. I mean, this this right <laughs> here, you. what you heard in the last forty minutes. For crying out loud, you better be on there because this helps uh, not only weight loss, but relationships and your consciousness and your 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 connection to everything. And, and she's experienced that. Uh, Sarah has, has been through that. Yes. And so not only is she speaking from the books and the studies and the years and years that she's put in, but also from that uh, being a part of it and in the mix yourself. And I think that's something yeah. that is so important. Oh, thanks. No, I appreciate that. That was awesome. Yeah, I have definitely been in it. And like, I have struggled. Like, I have been on the struggle bus on and off for years. And I I want, I don't want people to have to go through or take as long as I took to figure out like what my purpose is mm-hmm. and how to feel good about myself. Because I really wanted to be like good enough for other people. And that is completely does not work. So like doing that. And it's really interesting that you were talking about money and like people would like would spend like a thousand dollars on a TV or whatever and they won't, but they won't spend like a thousand dollars on coaching. I always think about when I think about what I do, 
people have no problems going out to dinner, like dinner and getting drinks or whatever, and like blowing like three hundred bucks. But like, if you're like, and I'm just going to use personal training for an, as an example. But if you're like, it's seventy five dollars a session for personal training, they're like, whoa, right. that's a lot of money. And I'm like, no, because I used to be a personal trainer too. I think. <laughs> but, but you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, just to go see, because I'm a hockey guy, Red Wing game, you're going to pay more than $75 for the nosebleeds. Yes. But you are you are so spot on when you say, let's just say, I'm 75 bucks an hour to help you, and we're going to meet for minimum eight weeks. And you're like, wow, that's that's a bit much. But when the results are there. And when you see the changes and the, the positive changes it makes in your life, at the end, you're like, how much? That's it? Like, that's all I'm paying? Because that's I found myself early on. You know, I'm like, I got to pay $400 for like three CDs from so-and-so? I'm like, yeah. I paid the 400 bucks, And I still, re still revisit that knowledge, and it still helps me to yeah, this day. Absolutely. And that's 15 years ago. Absolutely. When you find the right fit... It's worth every penny you can muster because it's only going to make you a better person moving forward. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I, you know, and I think that that, for me, like, I have no problem paying for people to help me in that way. And then when I devalue myself, that's where it becomes, that's for me is where the issue is. It's like, I'm willing to put the, I'm willing to do that. And then, but I don't know if I'm not explaining myself very well, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, like, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a, a tough, tough shift. Yes. It is a tightrope. Yeah. Especially again, especially being in education, you are so overly educated and they are saying that this is all the money that you can make period. And, and your worth is based on years of experience, not how good you are at anything. Right. And that to me is why for, at least for me is why I've had such a hard time with money. Like I gotta, I gotta put my dues in to do whatever, to make, you know, X amount of dollars or whatever. But I think when it comes to knowledge and when it comes to a learning, learning curve, like what you did, you know, you're starting a business. Yes. This is something new, relatively new yeah. in your life. You reached out to somebody so you can get that learning curve to the smallest possible, Absolutely. you know, I built websites over the years. I've started companies. I've yes. done different things and I'm like, I can do it myself. Well, that's rad. But 15 years ago, when you looked at the websites I built, you could tell I did it myself. And so they gotten better over the years. But at a certain point, I yes. realized I need to pay the professional yes. because one, it's going to uh, shorten, shorten that gap to success. And two, they know what they're doing. It's going to take them two hours to do what's going to take me 50 hours if I'm lucky. No, totally. And so if, if, if somebody can get a hold of you and they tell you where they're at, they tell you their goals, they give you the lay of the land, they're honest. Yes. And uh, to, to, to be able to see results in a much shorter period of yes. time than if they're just throwing freaking noodles at the wall and 100%. hoping something sticks. Yeah, no, that's that's a great... That's a great thing, and that's so funny that you said that because I built my old my old website, and and now I look at it, and I'm like, oh my god, that was so rinky dinky. Like we went to art school, like I should be able to make my own branding, right? And I was like so happy to pay someone to do my website and my branding because it looks awesome. Because they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing, and they can like take your vision and make it a reality. So yeah, I'm all about I'm all about like working smarter. 
Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Harder in life. You know, and we brought up music. Yeah. Any good shows coming up? Verbal Assault is coming. Oh. Where are they playing at? Probably like Verbal Assault, maybe the Sanctuary or I something think they small. Are playing, I think they are playing the Sanctuary. They're coming on the 30th. Um, I, you know, I have not been going to a ton of shows. Yeah, see, Punk and Drug, Drublick is coming. Um, and we're in southeastern Michigan. I know Punk and Drublick will be in Chicago as yes. well, though. But uh, And it's the Suicide Machines, which Jay is a, yeah. a great friend of both of ours. Uh, no effects. Frank uh, Turner. Oh, I freaking love Frank And Turner. I am so excited about that. And I think the men singers, and they're playing outside, outside the Masonic Temple. I know. When is that? Uh, first week of July or something like that. I think it's when I'm going to be gone. That's why I, can't, I wasn't uh, even thinking about it. Because I'll be in Oregon. But um, I actually think I'm going to see, um, if it works out on days, I am seeing the Circle Jerks, Negative Approach, and Seven Seconds in Portland. Because oh, cool. When we got, that's why we wanted to go. We really wanted to see Seven Seconds. And so many. To. So many people there were like, man, seven seconds isn't playing. And for those of you who don't know, look up the Circle Jerks. Look up Negative Approach. They're look up awesome. seven seconds. They're all really rad bands. If you're not into the little bit faster, sort of edgier, hardcore, seven seconds. Look up them first. Yes. Kevin Seconds, a little more palatable, maybe, for uh, somebody who's used to the radio or used to some mellow stuff. But um, I'll tell you what, Negative Approach for doing what they've done since the 80s. They, yeah. they broke the mold when they when Negative Approach started in the early 80s. They are the epitome of just that hardcore punk. Ugh, John Brandon is so intense. Yes. That was the best. I've seen them probably five, six times since they started doing shows again. Yeah. And the show with the Circle Jerks was the best I've seen them perform yeah. ever. Yeah, it might be one of the best shows I've seen of them perform, for sure. Incredible. Yeah, John I've seen them so many times that I can't. Like I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to think. I'm like... Doing the Rolodex of days. No one probably knows what a Rolodex is as I say <laughs> that out loud. But yeah, um, yeah, they were great. It was so fun to like run into there. I was so happy that you got to meet Don. That yeah. was so cool for me. Yeah. And it was great stuff. to see everyone there. Like Jimmy Doom was there. It was so nice to see him. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Doom is an awesome person as well. Make sure to check out Dooming Yourself a Favor, I think, yeah, is I think his Instagram. Yeah. He's a writer. He does just really cool stuff. Just a rad dude and a, a mainstay in the uh, Detroit punk scene, working as the bartender in the shelter, singing for ALD. Just a rad human who has evolved into an even cooler yeah, dude as is, the years have gone yeah, on. Yeah, he's amazing. He's super cool. Like, he, his short stories are so good. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of books, do you mind if I do that? Oh, yeah, I do have a new book. Um, you have a new book. Yeah, I do have a new book. And we'll it's be, awesome. Yeah. We'll, I got to read it. Well, we'll be doing some special stuff with okay. that. It's going to hit the shelves late September. Cool. And, um, and yeah, we're going we're gonna to do some more with promotion for that. If you're watching this and you want a sneak peek of the book, you can message me. I've, I've sent out a handful of e-versions of the book few hard copies have been handed out here and there, but uh, getting some reviews in and everything has been awesome. You know, the only thing people have said about the book, uh, and it's not even negative, they just want to know more about me. Like, I, I, I yeah. candy coat a lot of some. I don't candy coat, but... Um, you would you need a longer book. Yes, and that's what... I, I really didn't want any fluff in it. I wanted straight to the point to yeah. do... But people want longer stories about, about some of the trials and tribulations. No, but if you want, like, a good... Like, I read it on the plane going to Oregon and it was done with it before. like it was like it, it's a short read I'd say maybe it took me two hours yep and it was it was really like 
nice and you could just like it was like nuggets of information that you can use on a daily so, and yeah. that was the point yes it was that perfect. was the point i wanted people to be able to have it in their glove box in their thing and they got 10 15 20 minutes they can pick it up read a chapter get something that might help them in their life yeah and put it back down and they might not pick it up again for six months yes. and you don't have to retain it you can read their next chapter you should totally do an audio version it's coming. Okay. It's coming. You're I'm working best, on you it. You have the best voice. So. Oh, well, thank you very much. And thank you guys for spending time with us. I'm sure you got a ton of information. I, I know you've already submitted your email address to sarahkretzkywellness.com. And thank you very much for doing so. Is there anything we missed, Sarah? <sighs> Nothing really. I mean, we didn't talk about my kids at all, which is totally fine, because they're but they're rad. And, the, you know, my boys both go to Wayne State, so it's super. Football player? One is a football player. Yep. Yeah, so they're cool. They're doing great. We'll save know. it for the next episode because yeah, no, I'm no, sure, sure you're going to be on again. Yes. And if you're in Michigan and you are looking for a therapist for teens, it is really hard right now. And I do see teens and I just want to say that. Cool. So um, it's so hard to find someone who can connect with teens. Um, so, yeah, if you want to talk to me about that, too, I just want to put it out there because I, I know – I talked to counselors in different schools and they just said that there's just no one available right now. So. And it's been such a trying yes. uh, yeah. handful of years for <laughs> everybody, but especially our, our younger folks with what they've had to deal with yes. in school and being separated from their friends and all that kind of stuff and now just coming out of it. So definitely um, if, if your teens or young adults, you know, they're having a hard time connecting with anybody, Sarah off the air shared some stories with me that – there's there's something special, and I think it's it's your young heart. Thanks. And, and then the knowledge you have to help, there's something special there and where people will open up to her who may not open up to other folks. So definitely Thanks. take thank a note, you. put it down there. Um, thank you again. I love having you on the air. I love I spending love, time with I you. I love spending time with you. Well, we it's have, like my favorite. Well, we, we always have a good time together, and, and it's always a positive vibration. For we, sure. And it's fun, and I'm looking forward to doing some skating with Don in August. Yes. And, um, I'll be stoked. And just anything, uh, I think we covered it all. You guys, I know you already did everything you're supposed to do. And when this hits, when, this, when you're watching this, make sure to like and share it with everybody everybody on the planet because the more we can put out those positive vibes the more we can make positivity go viral the better place this planet is going to be for everybody yeah and so i want to thank you once again oh last thing i just want to say if you want to follow me on instagram um i do reels almost every day on, and i give little like nuggets of information every day so it's it's sarah kretzky wellness again on instagram so that's also another good spot if you want to just share different things definitely i will uh, if you're looking under this video you will see all the links you need so easy for you one click bam done done so thank you once again sarah thank you thank you, thank you, Gerald. you are the best you're the best she is sarah kretzky i am gerald valley and this is the drop-in